Hey everyone. Before today's episode, I first wanted to say thanks. Thanks for listening to the No One Asked podcast. A place where you can find my thoughts on the internet, pop culture, and whatever topic I feel like talking about that day. You can just search No One Asked in Spotify or Apple Podcasts and subscribe for more content. Anyways, enjoy episode one of the No One Asked podcast, in which I discuss everything from the origins of memes to the greatest television show of all time, The O.C. We did it. We did a podcast. We're those people. I'm saying we, it's just me. But I also say we because I'm talking about us, collectively. You all inspired me to do this podcast, to use this as an outlet for all of the thoughts that are in my brain, all of the thoughts that are too long to print. Words are hard, right? I've been voice noting a lot lately, and uh, some people like it. Some people, some people aren't into it. I'm not sure why. The, the voice note is incredible. Um, we'll get to what this whole podcast is about. But first, I want to keep talking about voice, voice notes. Um, the voice note is incredible because the ease of use within the iPhone is so simple. It's right there next to the chat. It's a press and hold uh, user-friendly product flow. And it's insanely simple. Now, here's the other thing too. They go away. There's a lot of texts that I send that I don't want I don't want out there. Well, relax, okay? It's nothing weird. I'm just saying that having words existing in space is just adding to like the just clutter of the cloud that is like all of our information that's out there. So for me, uh, having uh, <laughs> this um, ephemeral uh, product where I can say something and then it goes away, almost like a Snapchat message, it's really nice. Um, but the other thing too is words are hard. Words are hard and it's easier to talk. So I think it's a great idea. Also, the voice notes in Instagram stories I don't know what sort of, um, or an Instagram messenger, I don't know what sort of like filter they have on that thing, but it's honestly, it almost sounds like it's in HD. If HD sound is a real thing, um, Instagram has somehow mastered it. But anyways, um, welcome to the podcast. My name's Maurice. You may follow me on Instagram. If you don't, please go ahead and follow me. I make memes. I... I commentate on pop culture and influencer culture. Um, and the title of the podcast was actually inspired via influencer culture. That being, uh, the, the title being, No One Asked. So the, the joke here is a lot of people have been asking me lately is a common phrase that we hear from influencers. And I, I consider myself an influencer. I don't think there's any shame in being an influencer. In my career, I work with influencers. I love influencers. I think they're great. Um, I think it's funny to sort of, sort of point out some of the things that we do, the things we talk about. Um, this podcast won't solely be focused on influencers, but the title of No One Asked is just poking fun at sort of the reply that one might have when someone says that. Because a lot of people will say things like, 
lot of people have been asking me. But in reality, no one really asked, but it was just a thought that they had. And so it's a thought that they had in their head and they wanted to express it. They're too afraid to express it without... address something or you want to tell people about something in your life you want to tell people about your skincare tell people about your your skincare um no one gives a shit it's okay if you tell them i mean i'm all for having way less shame and leaning into the fact that you are an influencer this is your purpose this is what you do and that's okay but anyways i thought of a funny joke of just replying to people who say hey a lot of people have been asking me and I like to reply, hey, no one asked. So that's the, that's the origin story of no one asked. I think it would be fun to include um, within the umbrella of the name, no one asked. Um, a lot of the topics I'll, I'll talk about. No one asked for me to, to make this podcast. No one asked for me to talk about pop culture, uh, politics, um, internet culture, influencers. No one asked, but guess what? Uh, we're here and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it so we're, we're about five minutes in almost and I wanted to so the format for each of these episodes again I'm not gonna turn this into a Joe Rogan podcast this is gonna be something that's that'll last anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour an hour is a long time but again like we're not really doing that much right now so maybe you can dedicate an hour to this but we'll we'll try to make it work. Um, so, anyways, what what I wanted to do for the first half was I'm going through some of the questions that people had, uh, or some of the replies that I had got when I went on Instagram and said, if I were to do a podcast, what would you want it to be about? Now, just to confirm, the conclusion of that is this is going to be a podcast where I talk about anything and everything. It's just going to be, it'll probably like lean more pop culture, but it also is just going to be like general musings that I have about life um, and my life experiences. So what I want to do is I want to go ahead, I'm going to read what people um, replied, what they wanted uh, this this podcast to be about, what they wanted the topics to be about, and we'll dive into those. Um, okay, so the uh, here's a good one. This one said... Uh, the death of comedy. That's, look, hey, look at me. Look at me in the eyes. That's just a topic that it's so subjective. It, it's, I don't think comedy's dead. I don't know why someone would say comedy's dead. I think that there are more forms of comedy than ever and that there's something for everyone. And that goes for anything today, right? There's a million category. Now more than ever, we have more selections of things and interests and hobbies than ever before. Like comedy back in the day, like what, what do you think? Like medieval times, there's probably just jokes about like your horse and buggy. But there's so many things to talk about and commentate about. There's probably, there's vegan comics. There are, um, you know, there's all, all different types of uh, ethnicities of comics uh, who comment on things of, like, their uh, ethnicity, their heritage, stuff like that. Um, there are sober comics. There are drunk comics. There are 
clean comics, dirty comics. I don't know. I don't, why, why am I even talking about this? I have no, I'm not an authority on the topic of comedy, right? Um, I tried stand up once. Oh, so bad. Oh, so bad. You want to know how bad it was? It was so bad. It was, it was really bad. And, uh, I didn't like it, but anyways, um, so here we are, we're going through these messages. So yeah, that's, I don't think comedy's dead. Comedy is thriving. I mean, there's so much funny content out there. Like TikTok, are you, I hated TikTok at first. It I was like cringy videos, um, and people would send them to me and I, and I would just, by the way, there's this big segment of just scary people on TikTok, and I, I always wonder, when I'm watching these videos, it's like, so, and I think to myself, I'm like, oh, like, this is what it's like to be normal. Like, I'm a normal person. I, this is grounding me and reminding me that I feel normal when I see someone's, like, TikTok, and they're, like in overalls and they have no teeth and they're just, I, like, I, it looks like it's recorded from like a bomb shelter. Like, yo, I don't know what's happening, but there's like this weird sect. If anyone follows Sharon left me on Instagram, there's a, he collects all the weirdest videos from like the underbelly of TikTok, and it's great. But outside of those, like the scary side of TikTok. There's like a lot of funny stuff on there. Now, mind you, a lot of that humor is is lifted from platforms that people who are on TikTok don't know exist. Like, if you're like 18 years old and you're on and you're on TikTok, you're probably not on Twitter. And so, like, a lot of jokes. Here's the thing. Okay, we're gonna back up a little bit. Uh, pump the brakes. We're gonna talk for a second. Let's talk about the origins of jokes on the internet. Okay, if you're on Twitter, you f- most likely have already seen a joke before, before it's made its way into a meme. The impetus, the origin, the birthplace, the tabula rasa, clean slate, Latin, shout out Latin, um, for, for all internet humor is on Twitter. Well, now we're seeing it on TikTok too, but some of the jokes from Twitter get pulled, siphoned, zip, and they go through the internet system, uh, you know, coils, coils down, and they make their way onto TikTok. It's an extrapolation of things people saw on Twitter, and they put it on TikTok. Now, I am saying there's a lot of original content on TikTok, but for the most part, um, I feel like I feel like Twitter is like the origin of everything. Now, memes. When I started making memes, were typically a screenshot. The format, how you get the text above an image, that's created by cropping a tweet and putting an image underneath it. So, I know, right? Pretty crazy. Well, this is this is what you're going to learn about in this episode, I guess, and teaching you the history of memes. Um, but the origin of internet humor is typically Reddit or Twitter. I forgot to mention Reddit. Shout out Reddit. Um, I'm not really on Reddit. I feel like people who use Reddit are people who would... People who use Reddit would correct my grammar. Someone who's like very active on Reddit, like I don't think you should ever tell someone you're a redditor. Like you, you probably tell people they didn't use the proper version of your. 
and uh, I, I just don't like you. I'm sure you're a nice person. I'm sure you do good things for people, but I don't like you. And we can talk about it later. We don't have to talk about it now, but I just, I got my gripes with you. And the, the origin, okay, so we're talking about the origin of content. Um, so yeah, a lot of it comes from Twitter. A lot of it comes from Reddit. And then again, it just goes through the, the coils and filters and bloop, 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 zoop, 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 and makes its way onto other platforms uh, where people share it. And uh, yeah, it goes from there. So, so I, I really have no idea what we were just talking about. I blacked out for a second. Um, but I was just going through sort of the, we're talking about comedy, we're talking about the state of the internet, and um, we're also going to go through uh, some of these other questions here. Uh, so these were questions, again, if you're just tuning in, which doesn't work that way, you're on a podcast, it's not a radio, it's not live. Um, the way this works is essentially I'm going through when I asked my followers what they wanted the podcast to be about to give me responses. And they gave me responses. So uh, one of the, let's see, one of the other responses was, uh, hold on. I, see, these are very, like, basic. And I want to get to one that's a little bit more, yo. <sighs> Somebody asked me about the OC. Listen up, you stinkers, you little doodads. Listen up. I also want to think about, I like calling my, my audience, you guys are stinkers. Um, anyways, yo, if you hear me out, that's my cat. Lenny, please. He's off the table. Okay, so someone asked me about the OC. The OC is the best television show ever made that isn't The Sopranos because it most accurately captured the feelings and moods and the ethos of an entire generation that grew up during that time. This was post 9-11. This was post new world, new reality. And it all started in sunny Orange County, California. And, you know, I'd like to think the reason I live in L.A. or I wanted to move to California was slightly inspired by the O.C. and my love for the show. I'll, I'll own that. I'm fine with owning it. All right. Uh, don't know why I did that, but I'm fine with owning it. I'm fine with owning the fact that I was probably inspired enough by watching that show that somewhere in the subset of my brainstem was this yearning for that California sun. And, yo, Lenny, you got to stop meowing. You're going to get meows in this podcast. Just deal with it. I have a cat. You don't like it. Turn it off. You do like it. Well, great. Okay, so let's talk more about the OC. So I'm, I like the OC so much because of what it captured. And it, it captured everything from the awkward interactions that we have when we first fall for someone, the the conflict that occurs between you and someone you like and those all too familiar feelings of like when you were in high school and you like somebody and you're you're just this mess 
of emotion and like you're manic because you can't control it and it's so insane the amount of like testosterone you're playing sports in high school you're like at a like every every fluid in your body is at, is full okay every fluid in your body in high school is full you just got a car service on your body everything's been topped off everything's been changed replaced your air filter that is your heart and your brain has been replaced and you're just zip, you're you're full okay you're a full person and you're all there and i was emotional i was angsty i was still social and i like to have fun but i was always a little scared and I was scared of women. I loved them. I appreciated them. I was infatuated by them. But I was a little scared. So, yo, Lenny. Hey. Chill. Lenny is uh, going to be a co-host one time. We're going to translate his meows and figure out what he's saying. But, so, the OC, to me, resonated well because I resonated with Seth Cohen. I thought Seth Cohen was very, I saw a lot of myself in Seth Cohen. And that's why I love the OC so much. And it, it wasn't that I, I was like, oh, this character is like me. It wasn't like, oh, I want to become this character. Because Seth digged indie music. I had just, like, when, it, when the OC, hold on, let's Google this. Oh, this is nice. We have, I like that we have um, technology here. Um, let's see, when did the OC air? Uh, August 5th, 2003. So August 5th, 2003, yeah, I had, that was my freshman year of high school. So, yeah, freshman year of high school, I had just started discovering, I feel like your high school years are when you like slowly start to identify you slowly start to understand like who you are as a person. It's like pre-college existential crisis when you like question things. And you're like, "Oh, I'm not real." By the way, there's always a moment, and like, I feel like everyone has that moment in their life where you're like, "I'm like, I'm not real. What? What is? What even is this? Is this real?" And then you're just kind of like, "Yeah." You think about it for everyone has that like weird existential moment in their life. Where it's just like, nah, this is gonna all be like, this, is, this could all be bullshit. And it's gonna like, none of this could be real. I don't know what's happening. Where am I? Um, and then you just kind of like think about it for five seconds. You're like, okay. And then you just go on with your life. And you're like, I'll just accept it for what it is. I think that if you don't have that experience in your life, it's gonna, it might come later in your life and it will lead to like a weird like midlife crisis thing. So it's good to have your existential crisis early. Okay. Anyways, so I was, so the OC was huge for me because. I was, uh, I related to the characters, um, Seth, who I love Seth, he liked the things that I liked, indie music, being, uh, terribly in love with girls, but also so scared of them. Um, and yeah, and I was a, I was a virgin. That's not controversial. I have foresight. Uh, I don't think that's weird to say. I was a virgin in high school, all through high school. Um, and, uh, I don't think, I don't know if Seth was, I mean, like, okay, uh, what Adam Brody played him, he's like, he was like actually 47. 
<laughs> also, the best part about the OC is that every character was like was like uh, fifty two. Every character on the OC was fifty two. Ryan Atwood, um, uh, I always forget the actor's name, but he had a family of like five. He had a family of five, and they all went to school uh, at <laughs> Calabasas High. And but like they they played. Uh, he was still like able to be on the OC and just like be like, hey, <laughs> they dude. Yo, there would be a full episode of the OC that was just like it would be like building it up for weeks and it'd make a huge like reveal. And the the reveal would would be just be like Ryan Atwood turning to the camera, like or like turning to Marissa and being like, Hey. And then it'd be But no, it's like next week on the OC, Ryan says cut to Ryan. <clears throat> hey. Scabadaba beep, scadadadadit, scadadada beep, badit, scadadada babadip, skeedy badapapadip. Next season on the OC. Hey. Scabad. Okay, you get the idea. But, anyways, no, Ryan, Ryan was a good character. We liked Ryan. We liked Ryan for what he offered. Ryan was. Ryan was the okay. Ryan's character was wouldn't doesn't exist in <laughs> Ryan's character doesn't exist in 2020. Ryan's character is just like it, it, people would just be like, oh, he's just like a guy. He, he oh he oh you you casted a person. That's just a that's just a guy. Ryan is just like it's like oh he came from a. Ryan Atwood, crazy background, f- like to get in fights, uh, dated a lesbian. Uh, just like in 2020 now, it's just like, oh, that's pretty normal. So Ryan's character, but but Ryan's character was very taboo for the people of, of sunny Orange County. Although the funniest thing, and I like that the show touched on this, they did touch on the hypocrisy of those people being way worse than like some kid from Chico. Are uh, wherever he was from, because like obviously you know like r- like weird rich people and like sex orgies and like um, you know underground like sacrifices and all that weird stuff that probably happens in Orange County. Like they kind of alluded to that in the show and like oh Ryan's not that bad. You guys are the weirdos and that's also what I liked about it. But let's talk more about the OC. So the OC was also like, I mean the soundtrack. There's not a better soundtrack to a show in existence than the OC soundtrack. I would love to figure out who who curated that soundtrack. The two coolest jobs I always thought when I was younger, and you're going to tease me for this one. Go ahead and tease me. I can take it. I can take it. Uh, Would be, I always wanted to be the guy who curates the music for Entourage. Entourage, corny show, corny, hey, Look, eh, you got me. You guys got me, all right? Corny show when you're 31 years old like I am now and you think back on it. It was a little corny, but during the time, it was cool. Here's the thing that I have a problem with, and we'll get back to the OC. A lot of people that I like and respect and I think are funny like online are a little bit too harsh on the things we grew up on. Like, 
I know a lot of people like rip on Eminem and say he's like, oh, like his rhymes are so shitty now. And why is he so? Listen, pay your respects. Because when you were in fifth grade or when you're in sixth grade and you heard Eminem for the first time, your brain fucking melted out of its skull. Okay? You heard something that you had never heard in your life before. And it was the most insane experience ever. And it exploded your brain that is in your head. Your head exploded. Your brain exploded. Okay? So show a little respect. All right? People are a little bit too uh, quick to shit on the things that we all once liked at one point. It's like, oh, that's stupid now. Why did he do that? Why, why do I have a southern accent now? I don't know. But listen, shut up. Okay, stop it, knock it off, and just shut up a little bit about it. Because at one point, we all liked corny shit. And I make fun of TikTok sometimes, some of the videos I see on TikTok. I love the platform. I make fun of some cringe content. Yo, I made the cringiest content. My friends and I would walk around with a VHS camera. If you found the videos that my friends and I made when we were in high school, you would call the police and arrest me for cringe you would put up a tombstone here lies maurice he died of cringe i mean remember we me and my friends made a video of like a spoof of us like hunting aliens except like it wasn't a spoof we were like being serious about it we were like we're hunting aliens also we were in high school and people were having sex while we were doing this and to tie it all in uh bring the circle to a close um, we're not ending the podcast. I'm ending the thought. Uh, that's also why I was a virgin in high school. But so the, here's the thing, by the way, my brain goes 10,000 miles a minute. And so I'll get so far ahead of a, of an original thought. It's like, I try to look in the review mirror. I'm like, I don't see it anymore. Hey, where did that thought go? It's gone. Uh, dude. So yeah, whatever the OC. Okay. So I'll keep talking about the OC. Like, again, this is my podcast. No one asked, Hey, no one asked. I can do whatever I want. My rules. I make the rules. So anyways, the other thing about the OC was Marissa's mom. Marissa's mom was so hot. She was such a babe. And I just, again, like for being a younger uh, person, Again, fluids, everything, emotion, it's all to the to the top. And it's just like the show like touched on like the taboo of the friends, hot mom, which everyone had growing up. By the way, nothing I'm saying is weird. Uh, we all experienced the friend who had the hot mom and the OC. We were watching the show and they're like, yo, they're talking about the things that are happening in my life. And it was also like, so that's another thing too. It's like, you're in high school, you're watching the show, and again, it's a commentary on the things that you're experiencing in your life. And that's the first time you're really seeing something like that. It's like, I didn't relate, I didn't, I watched Angry Beavers, I couldn't relate to them. I never lived in a dam or, you know, was angry and a beaver, but I got the general premise of it, but I couldn't relate to it. I couldn't capture the ethos of it. But um, that's the second time I've said ethos in this podcast. Pretty cool. But anyways, 
The point is, The O.C. is an incredible show. It was the first time experiencing something that commentated on what you're experiencing. It touched on the music you liked. It touched on the feelings you had. It touched on the emotions that you would get when you liked a girl or you didn't like a girl or you wanted to, like, beat someone up because they talked to your girl. And then it talked about the creepy guy who tries to win you over through you feeling sorry for them. We'll do an entire episode dedicated to Oliver Trask, but we'll get there. So I know I probably alienated a lot of people who didn't listen to the OC, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to go through some more questions. And then we're gonna then we're gonna end this because like I said, I don't want to keep this too long. I don't want to I know look, time is valuable. I know that we have a lot of time to kill right now, but I'd rather you kill it doing something um, valuable. So like this is your warm-up. This is your warm-up to like your your brain, and then go out and do whatever. So let's go here. Um someone wrote someone wrote, hello, you've <laughs> You've chosen to be an iPhone 11 winner. Reply to claim. Okay, first off, I didn't choose to be an iPhone uh, 11 winner. I think what this person was trying to say, you've been chosen to be an iPhone 11 winner. So listen, spam robot, maybe try English out because you clearly don't know how to do it. Um, oh, someone said current events, politics, social media trends, being kind, everything is better with your humor. Um, I can touch on... Oh, the uh, hey guys, the, we shouldn't laugh. This isn't funny, but did you see the news? Did you guys see the news? Apparently, like a bunch of staff members at the White House tested positive for COVID, which is like, I have to believe that, like, there's a, like, there's a serum. There's a serum they have. Like, Trump is never going to get COVID. He won't get COVID. It's not gonna like. Boris Johnson had it, and then he went to the hospital, and everyone was worried. He's like, guys, there's, like, they have a serum for them. Like, I guarantee, like, someone in a lab already made something, like, super advanced. It can't be tested on humans, but they know it works. But It, well, it can be tested on humans, but it just, like, hasn't reached, like, a ton of trial. That's the one conspiracy I believe. I believe if you're powerful enough, they'll find a way to fix it. They'll be like, oh, okay, you don't have COVID anymore. And it's like, What? How? Be like, don't ask questions. We found the form. We have a secret formula, but it's not coming out until like September. You got the the re the pre-release. But anyways, so that's pretty crazy. So hey, Trump White House, wash your hands, guys. Um, but politics will will hey, I have a lot of friends who are in politics. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get one on as a guest. That could be fun, and we can chat politics. Um, and then let's get to some other things. What else is happening? Um. Uh. What? Oh, someone asked me about my DMs. My DMs. My DMs are popping. No, I mean I don't know. I've. I've met a lot of people through DMs. Listen, hey, if someone likes your, uh, here's the thing. Hi, everyone, listen up. Gather around. Sit down. Pay attention. Here we go. If. If you ever, if you run a meme account like I do, if someone finds the content that you're posting to be funny, that to me is the best possible icebreaker 
that you could have. Here's why. Finding the, here's why. Okay, I'm getting just, uh, brain, it's working. Here's why. Okay. So when you make content like I do, I, I'm all my content is original. So it's coming from me. It's wrapped and layered into my life experiences, the things I find funny, and it's an extension of my personality. So if someone likes my content and interacts with it, or if I like someone's content and I interact with it, then that's like the best icebreaker there is. Like, it, I think that being on the same page of someone in terms of humor, humor is rooted in into so many emotions and life experiences that if you have a connection there, well, you're you're golden, baby. And by the way, I haven't had a bad like, uh, I've had great experiences. All the people, a lot of my friends here in LA were all people that I met uh, via DM. Great people. And again, it's just because it's like, it takes down that barrier of like having to trudge through like, where are you from? What do you do? Can I trust you? Well, I mean, like you should always like vet people, by the way. <laughs> like, please don't ever meet up with a stranger. Uh, it, but it's like, also Instagram's a great vetting tool because you can um, see their mutuals. You can talk to people that know them. Um, and then, by the way, I never, can we all agree that, like, if you don't FaceTime someone or meet them in a public place before you meet them, you're insane? I, like, I have friends that go on blind dates, and I'm like, yo, WTF, what are you doing? Terrible idea. Um, anyways, so, this was really fun. Um, I think we're, we're like 32 minutes in. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna, so, this is the first episode. I'd love to use this as sort of a, uh, a benchmark, um, a, lit a litmus almost of like what, what more you want me to talk on. Um, I can talk about anything. I, it's like it's whatever's happening that day that's bothered. Yo, okay, we have, we're at 33 minutes in, but hey, can we talk about the pandemic? The pandemic video is the funniest thing that has happened in a very long time. And I'll tell you why. It's not funny that COVID-19 is happening and that we're living in a pandemic. It's funny that some people are so desperately looking to have their biases confirmed that they will jump on the first thing that has uh, nice video editing and uh, believe it to be gospel. So it's very funny to me. Hey, all it took was a good uh, guy, a guy who like took a course in video editing to convince people that this was a hoax, vaccines are bad for you, there's a vast conspiracy. Hey, look, uh, here's the thing. Life isn't that fantastical. I wish it was. The Edward Snowden shit is the most, like, fantastical, insane thing that ever happened. But if you really, like, dial it down to its core, it's not that insane. It's not that insane to think that in a post-9-11 world, like, we have access to everyone's data and information. And yeah, obviously, they're going to peek at it. Do I agree with it? Absolutely not. But it's not that insane to think that that would happen. Yo, the conclusions that this lady is trying to make in this pandemic video is so batshit insane that you immediately watch it. Like, yeah, 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 it's not true. 
Like, I don't even need, like, I, by the way, by the way, I didn't even need to watch the video to know that as soon as someone said pandemic, I was like, okay, yeah, that's bullshit. Nothing with that corny of a name. By the way, hey, nothing with that corny of a name would, uh, would ever be something that I would think of as like a real thing that we should pay attention to. And the other point I want to make too is that, um, so if if you want to do your own research, just Google pandemic. There's a lot of stuff. BuzzFeed did a really great article debunking it like word for word. The lady was a discredited scientist. She tried to, you know, prove one of her theories was right. She couldn't test it, which is like the scientific method is like you can actually test something and test it and test it. And it works every time. And then eventually they're like, yeah, like we're ousting you because she tried to go through like roundabout ways of like having her, um, material published but anyways she sold a bunch of equipment it's weird stuff like really bizarre stuff and then she became an anti-vaxxer now that's just a whole nother conversation that we can have but again totally bizarre weird stuff it's all bs and it's also kind of a good like indicator of which one of your friends is kind of dumb it's like you knew like you know your friends pretty well but like there's one like eh. You're probably kind of dumb. And that's okay. It also, like, broke my heart a little bit. Like, there were people I actually, like, cared about, and I saw Cher, and I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. No, don't. Don't be, don't be dumb. And it made me sad. But here's the thing. Guys, if anything in life is fantastical looking or is so crazy and wild, it's probably not. Like, we're not that lucky. We just aren't reality isn't that lucky it's at the end of the day it's kind of boring sometimes some crazy shit happens but it's all it's all sort of mechanical and just plays out a certain way and it's usually not that crazy and if something does seem crazy just look into it do research doesn't hurt (sighs) anyways yo so this was fun uh i think I think for our next episode, we can talk more about like influencer culture and, and internet. But uh, if you guys want to DM me, DM me on Instagram. That's at Moad, M-O underscore W-A-D. We're going to pop this up on SoundCloud. We're going to get this up on the iTunes store and we'll get it in Spotify too. So um, this first episode, we'll, we'll get it onto, um, onto iTunes and we'll get it onto Sp- uh, Spotify and SoundCloud as soon as we can. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, send your suggest suggestions on your on topics, anything you want me to talk about. And uh, this was great. Thank you all. Goodbye.